Hey, if you were listening to this HD stream just before this music started and you probably recognize this voice, it's me, Connor. I was a guest on the show just before and right now you're, you're listening to FM Rager. Hey, everybody. Once again, it is Connor Clifton joined as always by my lovely co-host, Ned Gale. Ned, how the heck are you? Hello. Doing lovely. Doing great. Was also just on the, the previous show. Yeah, we're riding high on this radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not tired. Riding high. Yeah, yeah not it. tired at all. Definitely don't want to go home. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, let's talk weekend. Uh, How was it? How was your freaking weekend, My freaking weekend. It was great. Uh, Friday night, we had the Snake Diaspora Day party. Right. It happened. It worked. We finally did it. We ended up having it at our friend Jade's house, friend of the show, and uh, we had firewood. We had a good fire going. Uh, (laughs) We had firewood. We had fire. We also had wood that didn't burn, so it wasn't firewood. That's true. It was was too wet. Waterwood. And a lot of people showed up. We had a lot of beer. We finally got to try the new Lone Star 24-7 beer. Oh, guys, yeah. 24 out of seven that's my rating it yeah. was perfect it is uh, beyond expectation you let's just say you could drink it all day and not blow over a point oh eight <laughs> it's they should have just called it lone star gatorade <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's electrolytes in it uh then after that on saturday what do we end up saturday doing? i did something during the day i'm sure uh you had rehearsal no you went to the eighth wonder thing is that all I did Saturday? Boy, it felt like a long day. No, we hung out with uh, Alec and Rahul. Rahul's a friend of the show. Alec, not yet. Not a friend of the show yet. Yeah, Getting he's there. just our friend. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we um, we got that album that you wanted, that new vinyl. Oh, record. yeah, yeah. The Harumi Hazono Pacific bootleg. Yeah. yeah. What a grab. What a steal. Man, I sound like a dork. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved it. Yeah, that um, no, was good. And then uh, we did the Eighth Wonder Celebrate. Shen, uh, yes. swimmer department played on, I think, the biggest stage we've ever played on. It hey, was y'all really cool. <laughs> it was really awesome seeing you guys perform on that stage. I was oh, so, thank you. I was so happy oh, and proud geez, of stop. all of y'all. Come on, I'm going to blush. Um, then I went home and fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, we went to brunch with, yeah. uh, to see Oha, yeah. our friend who came into town. And that was really, really pleasant. Friend of the town. Yeah, friend friend about town. Um, That was really cool. I got drunk with uh, our buddy Antoine. And uh, what do we got? Sound issues. Keep going. Okay, cool. Uh, Well, yeah, me and Antoine, we got way too drunk and spent the rest of the afternoon trying to sober up. And... um, in the midst of all that, I... Yeah, I, I went to a... Uh, I had Total Nightmare practice, which I have a show, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, I went to Total Nightmare practice and came home, and you guys were just like, Sup! Yeah, <laughs> like, we, oh, were, great. we were pretty <laughs> drunk. And while trying to sober up, I ended up uh, buying Kingdom Hearts 3, which I don't know if I'm happy about yet. <laughs> it sounds like it sobered you up pretty good. <laughs> Nothing's more sobering than watching Goofy talk to an anime character. <laughs> yeah, just hearing Goofy talk about the Keyblade is like, oh, crap, what did I just drop a bunch of money on? Oh, man. Um, did you do anything Sunday I did, I did a, a like stand-up show. You yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Did I did a, I'm, I'm now a comrade of comedy. Uh, <laughs> God, I hate every time you say it. That's the only way you're a comrade. We all know your voting record. You right-wing ass hat. <laughs> hey, that's me. <laughs> they don't call it right if it ain't right. Uh, no, oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. All Please right. don't <laughs> judge me on so that. So anyway, com- tell yeah. us more about this comedy you did. Uh, no, it was, it was at Rec Room. Uh, Catherine Way put it on for the DSA, and uh, it was me, Amanda Holstein, Kate Vance, uh, Zod, and Dusty, and oh it was God. it was great. It was a killer lineup. It was really fun. That sounds like a killer lineup. It sounds like uh, uh, as well as I said you. It. Yeah, <laughs> there, there were quite a lot of comedians. And speaking of comedians, everybody, your guest today is quite an amazing comedian. He is one of the hosts of the Back of the Bus 
uh, open mic that you can see on Thursday nights at the Secret Group. And name is Kenji Alonzo. Hey, Kenji, how you doing? Uh, you should come good. close yeah, to get that mic. mic. Yeah, <laughs> get in there. I had to hunch over it, or if it's okay. Nah, you, you know how a microphone works. <laughs> All right. Do I? I've <laughs> seen you set it up after the improv show. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So let's. Let, I definitely want to start off by asking you about running an open mic. First off, how did you find yourself running an open mic? Um, well, I don't run it alone. I run it with uh, Josh Stokes. Um, he started it uh, with Seth Bullock maybe like a a year before I came on, and he just needed somebody to help run it. And this was maybe around the October, November time frame. Mm-hmm. I started comedy last June. Whoa. Oh, dang. Did not expect you. Yeah, I, so I didn't new. know you were so new. Yeah. You're yeah, great. Yeah, how are you better than us? <laughs> how did that happen? I haven't had to do 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know what gods you sacrifice to. Do you get your parking validated at Secret Group too? Uh, no, I just look. I sacrifice to the comedy gods. You know, <laughs> I sacrifice five dollars every week to yeah. get in the parking lot. It's a single yeah. Vinny square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's how I get my funny and uh, and my opportunities. It's it's definitely not natural and because I'm a broken person or anything. That's, <laughs> that is not where didn't where just come built from. in. Yeah. yeah. Now, I feel like, I mean, when it comes to starting an open mic, do you guys are, I guess okay, you, you so said I'm, you came on to Well, it. I'm still learning. So he runs a lot of, uh, a lot of the back end, like okay. a lot of the promotion and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I come in, I help with uh, setting up the room, the mics, the sound, mm-hmm. uh, getting everything ready. Sometimes we'll like split the show. I'll run the first half he'll, uh, and he'll do music and then... Uh, He'll run the second half, and then I'll do music. We'll like switch off, or it's good to switch if we have other prior engagements, like other shows. I can, yeah, yeah. I can run the show while he goes does a show, and yeah. vice versa. So okay, see, we should have that. We can't perform if we're not next to each other. It's like a Wonder Twins kind of thing. The rings don't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. guys, uh, you might want to work on that. <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, we get that criticism on most things we do. Yeah, you might want to work on that. My therapist keeps telling me, Ned doesn't pay for these appointments. And I'm like, well, he has to be here. Uh, <laughs> you don't get a plus one to therapy? Yeah. I, thought was, I thought it was like weddings. Like. Been really, he's been using that gym card. He keeps swiping it. They're like, you don't have any more guest swipes. <laughs> so uh, do you think that Back of the Bus has a certain mission for being an open mic? Because I tried to run a storytelling open mic a few years ago. Specifically, longer sets. You know, you get up to ten minutes, and you get to tell a whole story, and it's a little bit more forgiving with the light and time. Um, we've also seen really, really open mic, which is where anyone can go up and do anything. And then we've seen open mics run by college kids that are just like they are clearly having fun, and no one else is. <laughs> Exciting chaos. Yeah. Well, if you can't have fun and not care what other people think, are you? Are you really in college? Is that <laughs> that's very true? Yeah, yeah. experience. Um, I mean, back of the bus is comedy. That's that's what it's there for. Um, if you want to tell a story, you can, but you got five minutes. Okay. Everybody's yeah. got yeah. everybody's got five minutes, and obviously, a 
we would prefer it to be a comedic story. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, has, has anyone gone up and like, I, I know there's comedians that aren't funny. Uh, yeah. People might not even call them comedians. But have you had someone go up there and like intentionally just not be funny for the full five minutes, like really sell a dramatic monologue or anything? I haven't seen anything oh, it's coming. like that. It might come this Thursday. I've, Wait for my email. I've, <laughs> I've seen people do that like not intentionally. Oh boy. Like you could tell they're trying to be funny, but there's no punches. Yeah. Um, or the punches they think they have land flat. Um, so I don't see. Here's the thing. You can't really tell like what's in somebody else's mind. So I hope they were trying to be funny. You don't get an artist statement from every comedian right before they come on. <laughs> oh, I don't care about these people. I should yeah. say, <laughs> I should say hey, don't worry. True, they like, do not listen to our show. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. are safe here. Uh, it's not that I don't. Well, I don't get. No, we don't get a. <laughs> My open mic, you have to turn in an abstract, an artist statement. I want to see a website with five uh, <laughs> examples of your work. And then uh, just to make sure that you actually read the application, tell me the favorite app you have on your phone. Yeah, yeah. How's that list going? How's that? <laughs> Zero. It's just Connor and I every night. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, best mic in town. Yeah, it's killing. Yeah. <laughs> New material daily. Well, okay. I mean, you've set a barrier to keep out the riffraff. You might want to... I can't say you haven't done that. Yeah, Riff Raff should apply. We should get him to... Oh, if we could get Riff Raff at our mic. Dude, mm. yeah. <laughs> now, you said that you've been doing comedy since last June. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to get into comedy? Um, well, I don't really listen to people. <laughs> so I had a friend, and she told me that I should be writing and doing stand-up for, like, 10 years. Oh, and I was okay. like, no, I too much social anxiety. I can't, <laughs> I can't perform in front of people. So I just basically ignored her um so what ended up being the kicker was i was working at my job uh and i was coming off a project a bit suddenly it happens mm -hmm. and when you're coming off a project if they don't have a place for you sometimes they'll say well you gotta take some time off dang so i was like you know what this would be a perfect time why don't i why don't i try this comedy thing if they're gonna if i'm gonna take some time off Forcibly, I'll have time to write. I'll have time to look up open mics, do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, immerse so, yourself in it. Yeah. So one week goes by, and the first place I perform is Darwin's on a Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, at that time, it was email. I didn't know that, so I show up, <laughs> and there are thirty-three people ahead of me on the email, cool. but. I say, hey, you can sign up if you want. So I sign up and I wait and I wait till 12.30 on a Wednesday night to go up and perform. I was like, okay, no, just don't stop doing that. I go into work next week. And were, like, oh. were, there, were there people left by 12.30? Yeah, like, they were. How, how, was, how was your first setup? Did it feel good? It, it felt okay. It, okay. Was, it wasn't a complete bomb. Yeah. Okay. Now, I should say that that's... That was the second time I was actually on stage because the first time I went on was maybe a year and a half before at the improv. Ooh. Um, Man, the way you said that, my, was it not <laughs> as good? Is that why you didn't open I mean, it, that one? Well, it was a forgotten time. <laughs> well, because I just did it once and then I didn't keep up with it, so I don't, uh, I don't yeah. really consider that my start. I mean, I just did the bar mic and it was – it went okay. Oh, like for a first time, it wasn't. I didn't leave there with the worst. Yeah, yeah. Feeling. I was gonna say you've seen a lot of open micers now. Like, how would you rate yourself against the average? Uh... Um, enough to give me 
confidence. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And I took that confidence and stopped for a year and a half. <laughs> and I stored it up and just let it build, baby. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what I did. So then after, you know, waiting a year and a half, getting back on stage, I'll go into Darwin's. I said, all right, now just don't stop this time. And I go into work. Like, oh, we found a project for you, so you're going to be full time. And I was like, well, I can't use that as an excuse. So then I go to PJ's on a Monday night and I just completely bomb. Just completely <laughs> just like no reaction. And I was like, oh, that hurts. Now, now as someone who's uh, never bombed in their life, can you explain oh, to me geez, uh, how that feels? <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten to enough of your sets to know that you're lying. That sounds like somebody who only bombs like, that sounds like what they say like uh, please every joke i drop is a bomb it explodes people don't know what to do uh, usually they don't know if they should laugh so yeah they don't. They're, they're supposed uh, to know what to do yeah. they're supposed to know to laugh like if they don't know what to do nah no nah, we're very uh <laughs> yeah uh very dadaist comedy you know it's no you could just say alt comedy i could say yeah. bad too yeah, yeah. Yeah, um man i lost my train of thought you were saying something about bombing. <laughs> well, actually, before before we move on, I do want to say that since we're talking about open mics, we've got an open mic right here in the room. It's our phone line. If you call in, we'll pick Jesus up. Christ. We'll put. No, it was we'll really good. Call, we'll <laughs> I didn't know how to react to it. <laughs> Look, our, that number is 713-526-8737. If you have a question for Kenji, you have a question for us, or hey, if you want to actually treat it like an open mic and just do a joke, Jack, uh, <laughs> Jack, you may not listen to the show, but Jack calls in a lot and tries to... Well, Jack, the show. We'll, we'll give you one minute, and we'll hang up at thirty seconds. That's your light. You can keep telling the joke at home. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, let's operate the phone like an open mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if y'all brought me here to listen to people call in, <laughs> great to Monday com- <laughs> to do comedy on a Monday. My endorsement of this show is uh, <laughs> understandable. It's <laughs> like, why did I post this? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So you did your. First time mm-hmm. doing that. What was the first time that you got booked on a show? Um, the first show I did was a gay shame parade. Oh, oh that's nice. a good show. Yeah, I like the yeah, show. Yeah, I did that in August, I think, for the very first time. Okay. Um, I didn't think I had the best of sets, uh, but I was told I did okay, which happens, but my... My feel, you know that feeling yeah. where it's like, even though sometimes people laugh, you're just like, you get off stage and you're like, oh, I missed something there. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it did. As someone like who it does should. improv constantly, yeah, <laughs> that's like the feeling up there. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that was the first show I did. Okay. Um, didn't do as well as I wanted to, but you know, I, I had enough fun. Okay. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that kind of keeps you going. I mean, were you just like. From when you started again, were you just full full in all the time? Like, did you take any other breaks, or have you been like straight comedy? Um, I've been straight comedy. I've taken a week off. Okay, that's wow from <laughs> comedy since I've started. Wow, that's awesome. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm out there hitting mics not every day, but. Yeah. You know, every week I'm I'm going out. J- just having like the weekly, having to be there every Thursday, that's got to be good to like keep you in the game. Oh, we're getting a call. Yeah. Hey, you're on FM Rager. You got a minute. <laughs> All right, guys. I got a question. How, how do you guys feel about red jawbreakers? Red jawbreakers? 
We hate red jawbreakers. Uh, deep Get out of here. Deep cut. You, you had to have, uh, much like a franchise, you had to listen to the previous show to understand the joke of that one. Yeah, you is can it, check the F and Rage wiki for those references. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is that what was going on? That was a... Uh, so, so we watched the Christmas Story sequel, uh, It Runs in the Family, a.k.a. My Summer Story, which is a real movie about okay. battle tops from the 90s. And uh, it was 11 years after A Christmas Story. And it stars Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Once again, we are not making this up. No, this sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> Wait, so, have you seen it? <laughs> no, I just remember hearing that there was a sequel. Well, it's not to be confused with A Christmas Story 2, which was released in 2012, Maybe which is about Ralphie and his friends as teenagers. And they have, well, we haven't seen it yet, but I imagine mm-hmm. it's... Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort yeah. of trash fire. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to you. <laughs> You're our guest. I'm a little concerned about that call, but okay. <laughs> Sequels from previous shows. Look, just this don't is... eat red. Yeah. <laughs> so, who are your biggest influencers in comedy? Ah, I knew that question was going to be asked, and I never. To be fair, I think it's the only time I've ever. Might asked be the first time we've asked. Yeah. Where do you get your ideas from, man? No, uh... <laughs> no let's 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 get off comedy. Let's talk about because this show is inherently about partying. Yeah. Uh, we probably haven't talked about it in years. Yeah. But... As I understand, you're an engineer, buddy. So you probably had some wild college time. <laughs> All right, I can tell that there's sarcasm in your voice. No. But... <laughs> here's here's what you need to understand, and I guess what the world needs to understand is engineers are. Very little more than functioning alcoholics. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, people think they're nerds and they're and they're dweebs who don't party. Oh, they they party. Mistaken, my yeah. friend. I, where do you think the beer bong came from? <laughs> the, the need for efficiency is what. We, we had fuels the alcoholism. We had Rose on here uh, a couple weeks ago, and she's a RA, and she was talking about how uh, some engineering students like you couldn't. What, they, they built like power cells in their room. To power stuff to continue partying. So I, I do not doubt at all that yeah. you guys ra- rage, rage, um, Jesus. So one of the biggest parties, if you guys want to talk about parties, one of the biggest parties Hell that yeah. I ever went to, this was my junior year. My friends moved into, um, moved out of the dorms and moved into a house. Mm-hmm. Their neighbors were, they were all athletes from from the college. I went to Rutgers uh, up in New Jersey. Okay. 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 So there, yeah. So there were my friends and then there was a house full of athletes and we shared a driveway. I shouldn't say we hadn't live there, but they shared a driveway. <laughs> and so like the first weekend or like the second weekend of junior year, they're like, we should throw a party because the houses were sort of connected. And so they decided to throw a party and they invited everyone from their several teams. And then we invited all our friends and it was huge. Awesome. And, and it was both houses like at once. Yeah. You guys have like a rope ladder between the two. Just no, so just someone just could go, fall and die. Just go back and forth in between the driveway. But the cops show up and they kick everybody out. and People are pouring out of the backyard for like <laughs> 10 minutes. So much so that the cops are even impressed. <laughs> like, they're like, this, like, you guys got a lot of people in here. And it was a good party. And then all the people left. And I was like, oh, man, that stinks. And then I went in the basement of my friend's house. And there were another hundred people <laughs> still down were there. Were they gone yet? <laughs> no, they didn't even know the cops were here. Because there were so much people. Yeah. The cops couldn't hear the party continuing under over the sound of people leaving. So I went down there and partied for another two hours before another set of cops showed up and kicked those people out. The old underground policeman, you can't yeah. trick them. <laughs> yeah, so that was Damn. probably one of the biggest parties I I ever went to. Um, 
that's that's pretty obscene. Are you were, were you like a rager? Were you were you attending these parties? Are you the kind of guy who was like getting blackout drunk or like what, what, like what's what's been your party uh, evolution through? Yeah, from high, school like college, high school to college, yeah. to now as an as an adult. Um, I never really blacked out. I only I only like browned out once. What, what an awful term. It always just sounds like it you're is. crapping yourself. <laughs> like, I don't think it is. It is. But which I know it's the right term. But yeah, I, I've only really done that once. Um, I didn't drink in high school. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't even drink my freshman year of college. I didn't start drinking until I was a sophomore. Hell yeah. Same um, here, buddy. Yeah. And so I, I took it slow. Mm. Mm, did I? <laughs> did you did you hit the ground running or were you kind of like in the... You no, took I, it slow and kind of eased up. I didn't take it... I don't know what slow means when it comes to drinking, but I did. I wasn't those one of those people who drank and got disgustingly drunk. I seem to always kind of know my limits, Good. Yeah. even from early on, and maybe just push past it a little bit. Like I don't throw up a lot. It's only happened a handful of times while drinking. Um, don't really black out. Don't really get out of control. As far as drinking goes, obviously yeah. everybody gets a little. That's like not the purpose, but you know it's a, it's a symptom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> like like obviously you're gonna get a little, you know, lower inhibitions. But uh, so that college, beginning of college, just all hard alcohol, mostly mostly vodka, mm-hmm. um, jungle juice. Which I don't know how they make it down here. What is it? Um, it's basically like fruit punch vodka, like rum. Yeah. I, I feel like jungle juice is a term for like we just put a bunch of crap in a bowl. Yeah. And like, is it like trash can punch? Pretty much, probably. Okay. In Rutgers, we typically instead of using vodka, we use Everclear. That okay? Yeah, that yeah. is definitely yeah. trash can. Punch, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. Uh, so that's what I would drink a lot of. I didn't start drinking beer maybe until. Junior, senior year, mm-hmm. um, out of school, then definitely like a lot more beer, a lot less hard alcohol, and now only socially. Like I've got a bunch of alcohol in my house that I almost never drink. <laughs> uh, I don't keep beer in the house because I'll usually, I usually just drink it like just yeah. for no reason. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like, uh, but I like I'll find myself drinking. It's like I don't even want this. It's just like <laughs> force I have it. Like right out of college, I used to just every Friday. I used to go. To, I should probably stop doing that. Every Friday, I would go to this place in New Jersey. It's called Bottle King. Bottle King. <laughs> it's okay. basically like their specs. Oh, okay. And I would get two 12 packs of Dos Equis. Did like, they? Did like, they have like a Bottle King like mascot? Like was there a Bottle King or? I don't know, maybe, but I'm looking at this bottle king. I like the Specs <laughs> Rabbit. I'm a big fan of mascots. <laughs> I don't. I think you're going to be highly disappointed with the bottle king uh, <laughs> mascot. Is probably just a hobo who lives under the freeway. <laughs> if you think that would disappoint me, <laughs> if that was their mascot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would get like two 12 packs of of Dos Equis, like yeah. Lager and Amber. I like, I don't know why. And I would drink those by myself. Just on the, the way weekend. home? No, just like throughout the weekend. I'm like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, I think it was just one of those, I'm an adult. I could keep beer in the house. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I, I had a roommate, so I would do that. And I was just like, after a while, I was like, <laughs> I shouldn't be this gassy at lunch. Like, like, yeah. Why am I drinking beer so early? <laughs> like, it got to a point where I came down here and like everybody drinks Dos Equis. And I'm like, 
get that crap away from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's a good beer, but I just drank so much of it for yeah. no You've, reason. You've completed it. It's yeah, done. Yeah. yeah. Like a video game, I've done all the side quests when <laughs> yeah. it comes to Dos Equis. You 100%ed it. I, yeah. I leveled up. Dos Equis I, has no replay value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to go back. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if they remaster it, I might. <laughs> They're going to do the, <laughs> the Lone Star 24-7 remaster. Oh, yeah, okay. Terrible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really botched the graphics on that one. Now, I do want to go back. You said you didn't start drinking until uh, college, so you didn't drink in high school. Correct. How did you party in high school, if at I all? I did not. You didn't. But, but have, how was like, like how would you have fun? Like what was your yeah? Or did I, you not have fun? No. Well, <laughs> did you live in Footloose? <laughs> I had friends. I don't know if you really have sleepovers as a <laughs> as a teenager. Stay over. Well, okay. <laughs> hey, guys, I mean, let's just all hang out and drink Mountain Dew and eat pizza until we pass out and then not tell all of our friends at school the next day that we did it. <laughs> I suppose if you want to call that a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Fine. A resting hang. <laughs> people come over and then leave at a reasonable time so that no one would talk or make rumors about you in school. <laughs> uh, possibly. Listen. <laughs> I don't know. Just the... The term sleepover sounds juvenile. I guess. I, I guess. You're a juvenile. Well, I guess it implores a sense of childlike wonder that should have been lost by the uh, time I see, I of. See. Uh, like, there weren't any pillow fights or forts. You know what I mean? Like, I hear sleepover and I'm like, all right, I'm going to mess up this furniture. I'm going to, you know, oh, gonna, okay. gonna gotcha. build a fort, yeah. put some blankets okay. ready. So you were me. just a much more mature teenager than me and Network. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, who's like, I brought forks, let's screw up this couch. And yeah. Just, yeah. And to be fair, now we just get drunk enough to still mess up furniture. No, it's, it's yeah, just yeah. your own furniture. Yeah, you're just throwing up on it. So uh, that's, I mean, I don't want to say that that's really weird to me because maybe I'm the weird one, but I definitely had friends that were like, hey, let's all hang out and play video games. And No, like, no, I, we did that. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. We did that. I just. You just didn't want to call the, them a sleepover. Well, the term sleepover was just never associated because it was just like. It wasn't always really like planned, you know, just go do that, and it was too late to go home. So yeah. it's not like, oh, my mom dropped me off to sleep over. <laughs> I'm 16, like duffel bag under my arm, like yeah, go play this Tony Hawk. Be a good one. Yeah, yeah. You brought the cartridge in hand. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where me and my friends stayed up to like five o'clock in the morning playing Tony Hawk Two, trying to you know, oh, yeah. do all the gaps in the game. Okay. Tony Hawk Two, best soundtrack, easily, hands down. I, didn't you also say that you think it's the best one in the franchise? The second one? That's, that one probably wasn't be. Okay. I think Thug is. The, uh, Tony Hawk Underground? Oh, yeah. yeah. What was the difference in that one? That That's the one where you can like walk around, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Just like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> you can get all... Like, yeah, you don't even have to skate, man. It's great. The, mi- the minor steps <laughs> that, that you could put on a video game yeah. to blow... <laughs> Minds back in the days, like, oh, this is a skateboarding game, but you can walk. Oh. Dude, in the new James Bond game, you can just put the guns away. You yeah. just like hang out. I <laughs> do love how and the developers are like, you know what this franchise about skateboarding is missing? Not skateboarding. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, let's get some skate walking. culture, Matt Hangs, guys. I do remember people really, really enjoyed that game. I never played it. Well, that's what that's what made like uh, Grand Theft Auto is you could get out of the car. It's like, I don't even have to drive a car. <laughs> like, that yeah. is the cool part. I I guess. Do <laughs> you like the Grand Theft Auto game? Yes, I do. Ah oh, man, I, I, I just can't get into them. You just don't like crime, or what's your, what's yeah, your you beef? Can't, you yeah. can't get in that sweet, sweet murder for no reason. <laughs> I, I definitely like trying to drive my car off of buildings, and I do enjoy trying to steal a helicopter. But beyond that, I'm it's not for me. 
Those are oddly specific things that you like to do in a very large game that makes me think those things you really want to do. <laughs> oh, when I played Witcher 3, all I did was just collect wine. No quest. <laughs> no, of course not. I played that game out. You are an alcoholic. <laughs> you said your untapped uh, app open. You're like, yeah, that's another wine. <laughs> Wait, will you spend your fantasy time just collecting alcohol? Like, this will be the great. I'll be the greatest vinter in whatever Witcher land is called. Like that's. Hmm. Rubia, but all right. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do they have a therapist in this land? Because I think you need to seek him or her. Oh, and can I come? Yeah. yeah. He'll make a separate character yeah. so that... Uh... Wait, don't start your session. I haven't designed my character yet. Man, this is great. We haven't had a guest on who's burned me so much. <laughs> Everyone just respects me because I can cut their mic. Because they not. burn you out of the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so. so so what do you what do you do outside of comedy? So you're you're an engineer. Mm-hmm. You do comedy. What's what's your what's your life like outside uh, of that? Or is that it? Is that locked in? Yeah, I just kind of exist. Tight. No hell yeah, <laughs> on, on this realm. <laughs> uh, With work, what brought you down here to Houston? Yes. Okay. Nice. nice. Did were they just like New Jersey to Houston, or were you somewhere before you went to Rutgers? Uh, I was at another company in New Jersey. Uh, before I moved down to Houston, I worked there for like three years. So you're a New okay. Jersey native. I was born in New York. I lived there until I was 11, and then I moved to New Jersey, and I lived there until I moved down here almost eight years ago. Now, I, I do want you to know that if we were not recording the show, I would never ask this question because I do think it's hack. but because we are a party show, oh boy, how do the New Jersey people party? Is it like MTV makes it out to me? This is fan service. Um, all For the, who? <laughs> all those, all those people on the Jersey Shore are from New York. Um, oh, but like, so I can't talk about how they act in the house. But going out to the shore, yeah, drinking, dancing, partying—that, from what I remember, that yeah, that pretty was, accurate. That's uh, pretty accurate. The occasional. The occasional fight here and there, yeah, it's good. Oh, and that just sounds like running. Yeah, no fights party. are yeah, universal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's like yeah, they're just lo and behold people. They just is know. there a definitive Jersey thing when people on a show be like, oh, it's a Jersey thing? Like, is there something that you would say like, now that's a Jersey thing? Uh, <laughs> now that's a Jersey thing. <laughs> oh, we wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there. I would have to know them to see them. I mean, there's some inside things like. The separation of North and South Jersey. What? Oh, I didn't know about this. Yeah. Exactly. Only people from Jersey. I mean, you're either from North Jersey or from South Jersey. Yeah. I guess and here we have the... salt life and fresh life. Right? They're like all What's about. That? Oh, do you not know what salt you... life is? <laughs> no, all right. I don't. Salt life is. Uh, you've had to have seen the bumper stickers, but it is. What... It's a pretty hard logo to read because they wrote it in like weird tribal. Is it supposed to be a fishing line making the letters? I think so. So salt life is something that anyone who spends all their weekend time in Galveston or just lives in Galveston has. And my mom and dad, when they moved to Galveston, they got the Salt Life stickers and hats and all this. <laughs> so I asked them, so what is Salt Life? And my mom said, you're either Salt Life or Fresh Life. And I was like, okay, but what is it? And she still couldn't give me an answer. And she so just you, you either like washed the lake, away in a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. You either like the a lake or you like a beach. 
And I think apparently that's something that only we have down here. Yeah, I've never I've never heard that before. What, what's the difference between a North New Jersey and a South New Jersey? Is is there any difference, or is it just sheerly like turf and turf? Or uh, can we not even understand it? There's differences. It's like your convenience store is either Quick Check if you're from the North, or Wawa okay. if you're from the South. Wawa, I've only heard of Wawa. Yeah, that's from the South. Um, you either it's either. Uh, Taylor ham if you're from the north or pork, <laughs> pork roll if you're from the south. <laughs> Wait, what's a pork roll? Do you know what Taylor ham is? No. Oh. I don't have It's kind of like pork roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try and keep up. Like, it's a Jersey thing. I Wait, are you, yes, it's a Jersey thing. You, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So are, you, are you north or south? I'm north. Okay, until you die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. people from the south are... They're basically from the country. Like, <laughs> oh, it's called the Garden State for a reason. Like people for like people are like, oh, New Jersey stinks because it's got like all these refineries. But if you go south of Jersey, I mean, it's a be- like there's a lot of it's a beautiful state. Yeah, there's yeah. also like a lot of farms in South yeah. Jersey. So yeah, like, but it's full of those ignorant ass South Jersey lame. Yeah, those pork roll sucking. Wait, it's pork roll, right? Yes. South. Okay, yeah, pork yeah, roll sucking. <laughs> yes. The easiest way is if you meet somebody from Jersey, you ask them. How far are you from the city? Okay. Uh, okay. Now, whichever they consider the city, if there's if they if they call New York City the city, they're yeah. from North Jersey. If they tell you how far they are from Philly, they're from South Jersey. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So I guess like do they not consider Newark uh, like a city? That is the capital, correct? Uh, Trenton's the capital. Crap. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I honestly thought Newark was the capital of New Jersey. I don't know. Yeah, it's just where our airport is. <laughs> Well, that's oh. fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's also a central Jersey that North and South Jersey refuse to acknowledge, but they <laughs> keep trying to attest that they exist. Really? Yeah. That's where they eat like ham plate or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what makes Central Jersey like? What what makes that? What defines Central Jersey? It, nothing, which is what we try to tell <laughs> people from Central Jersey, but they'll just keep saying that they exist. See, have you seen anything down here that parallels that? Because Houston does have this weird. Dallas, Austin, San Antonio rivalry mm-hmm. that, but those are actually, I mean, those are separate cities within a large state. <laughs> Clearly not from Texas, man. Yeah, I, I would argue that Dallas isn't so much of a city as it just a giant uh, cesspit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's San Antonio's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yes, yeah, I do <laughs> like Dallas's lights. Uh, if you drive through Dallas at night, I think they have a very, very beautiful downtown. What a great reason to stay away from a place. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, no <laughs> as you're leaving, it's even better. The best thing you can say is it's got it's got nice lights. <laughs> as you're stuck on their terrible highway system, you're like, well, at least it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, just uh leave and make sure you land in Denton by the time everything's over and yeah. done with. Um okay, how long have you been here in Texas? Uh almost eight years. Eight years. Wow. Nice. Okay. Have, have you had a chance to travel around outside of Houston much or I've been to Austin a few times, okay. uh, Dallas a few times, San Antonio just the once. Are you doing shows or traveling for pleasure? Uh, pleasure, so to speak. I haven't. The only place I did shows outside of Houston was New York. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. How, how Not that shows, be? but open mics. But Yeah. You did open mics up in uh, New York? Yeah. So how do you feel the open mic scenes compare? Because I have heard people, even from Austin... Uh, talk about the differences in the mics here in Houston, same with Chicago, but I've never heard anything about New York mics. Well, granted, this was only when I was 
this was in August, so I was only like two months in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I only did three shows or three open mics. Um, the first one was at three o'clock. So it was definitely more of a workshop because everybody in there was another comedian, you know, just working on their stuff. Yeah. Um, that cost five dollars. Dang. I, I walked to the next one, um, which also was another basic workshop because also another only comedians. Um, except my friend who decided to join me. That one cost five bucks, but I got a drink ticket. Okay. Um, there. Then I walked to the last one. Now, this one was comedians, but they were all encouraged to bring people. So it was the biggest draw. A few of my friends showed showed up there. That one cost me $7 <laughs> plus a one drink minimum. Oh, my God. So it cost me about $20 to perform three times. In the Big Apple. In wow. New York. Um, but just looking up the amount of mics that they have like I mean stage time is stage time and so they have a lot of it so I can't even begin really to comment yeah, yeah. on the quality or even what the culture is like because I only did three out of the massive amounts of mics all in one small area in one afternoon wow. so I would reserve any judgment on what the scene is like because to be honest i only dip my toe in it so i don't really yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> but even then like i mean that the pay to play kind of stuff is so far-fetched to be like i, mean, I, I get why they would do it because it's so saturated that they're probably just trying to like weed people out but even then I, that doesn't I make sense so <laughs> here i i thought about that it's not i don't i don't think that's it i think yeah that's a part of it like okay mm-hmm. they've got so many people that they can afford to do it because somebody's always going to be willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it, it's it's not like it is here where you're trying to establish a scene and draw people out. So like you know you go to Darwin, so the, the guy likes comedy. He puts on he lets you put on a comedy show, and that right. brings people to the bar. It's not like that in New York. In New York, you're kind of like renting out a back room, <laughs> like like. In some places, you're going to a bar and you're going to a back room. Yeah, yeah. You're probably, if you're running that mic, you're paying for that You're renting. Space. Okay. That's pretty fair. Right? Because if the two that I went to, they were basically workshops, you're only bringing in like 10 people. Yeah. And these were in like the afternoon. Like the first one's at 3 o'clock, so nobody was there drinking. So that person was probably paying, you know, for use of that space. There's not really a draw that you're bringing people into the bar. So I can't imagine somebody in New York where real estate is expensive just letting you use this room. So I think it's less of, oh, they're trying to weed people out and more of they... Just trying to keep it open. (laughs) Yeah, it's the opposite where here, you know, okay, we're bringing people in and we're going to make money at the bar. And there it's just like... Some guys got some room they're not using. <laughs> they'll let you use it, but you got to pay because they'll find somebody else, like you know, to Someone put it else, to, yeah, to yeah. use. That's that was just my opinion based on the mics I saw. So I don't think it's necessarily no. That, that, that makes, makes sense. more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are like a lot of coked out Wall Street executives who are like, I should do stand up, and then they could just <laughs> buy out the whole room, and like it, it, it wouldn't make it any better. So yeah, it's just 
And Houston definitely has really cheap real estate. Yeah, I, I, I grew up playing in a lot of bands, so I guess I'm still cautious of that pay-to-play thing. There's so many like Battle of the Bands down here where it's like, you got to sell 40 tickets for $8 each to all of your other 15-year-old friends. And, oh, God. Oh, man. Garbage. I've never had to do that. What do they call them? Bringer shows? Where? Yeah. Bringer shows. Uh, those Gorilla Productions or Afton Productions. Uh, if you work for those companies, fight me. I'll be more than happy to email you again. What are these? Uh, th- those were the companies that would then rent out Fitzgeralds and then charge like kids to play. Ah, <laughs> it man, sucks. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Ugh. Have you ever had to participate in bringer shows or anything? Um, I've heard of them. Okay. Um, not explicitly. Like, yeah, you get put on the show, you get asked to invite and bring and bring your friends. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or. But it's not a thing where you show up and like right before you go, they count everyone's tickets and they're like, ah, you sold the most tickets. So you shall be headlining. Oh, (laughs) that stuff is crap. No, no. The the scene here has been pretty nice. Like uh, the comedy scene lately. It's been uh, shows have been healthy, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best performances I've seen you do, because I've seen you do mic performances and I've caught you on a showcase or two. But watching you do... uh, Let's settle it. The debate show that was incredible. <laughs> that was that was fun. You were on fire. Yeah, I threw out half my notes just based on what you said, and I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, let me just let me just respond to some of this stuff. Yeah, and, and you came up with it on the spot. You were very very good. One thing I've noticed in that show and in watching you host these open mics is you are incredibly quick on your feet and can just like roast somebody easily. Uh, one of the funniest jokes I've heard. Period. That came from you, where you said I looked like and acted like someone who really wanted to join ISIS and couldn't get in. <laughs> like, there's a reason why this guy hates ISIS so much because they turned him down. I'm like, ah, oh, that's so good. Yeah, I, I think that you're incredible at that. Have you ever considered doing more comedy work that's more responsive? I feel like the podcast, the radio show, that's more riffing, responsive comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not quite improv because we're bringing someone into it. But have you ever considered doing something in that vein? Um, you mean like an improv or like a roast? Or I, I guess finding stuff outside of um, stand-up related. to expand your comedy uh, performances or so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know to um, phrase that question right. Like, because we we so we've been doing like alternative comedy stuff for years and years and years. I'm only recently like I guess I should do stand-up at this point. But I've done like sketch improv character stand-up i've written funny zines i've done comics we've done videos uh like have you have you looked into expanding that like what what is what do do you want out of comedy um i've thought about acting okay okay hell yeah um but right now i'm focused on just like writing and doing stand-up i get focused on I'm very singularly focused. Yeah, no, that's that's. I'm very jealous of that. <laughs> so I've got other ideas, like I've got story ideas of things that I may want to write, and I don't know if I want them to be novels or sagas or even um, five graphic cycles. Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. But it's just like I'll write the idea down, and like it's like oh, I'll get back to, to I'll get back to it one day. But right now it's just. Let me let me work on these jokes. Um, if comedy goes well, if I can turn it into a career, any career that pays my bills, yeah, that would be great. If I can 
be a road comic. Yeah, you're lucky like, you're like actually smart. It uh, <laughs> really worked out for you that you're an engineer. Look. Uh, that you <laughs> you have some back to fall on. <laughs> like mm, until they figure me out. <laughs> hey, that's for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, for a while, comedy was paying my bills, but I didn't have an apartment, so <laughs> it was really easy. I just had to make sure I could afford uh, food. So I was like, if your yep. only bill was your bar tab, I don't think that... <laughs> and my car insurance. <laughs> so, yes, I was a working comic, technically. Ah, oh, those technicalities. <laughs> and that's something you. I'll have on all y'all. <laughs> all right. That's true. <laughs> Guess you can't dispute the facts on that one. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen uh, Spooky Stand Up? The show that it goes on on Halloween at the Secret Group, but mm-hmm. it's basically comedians doing a character. So they perform Do, doing stand up as the character they're dressed I as. I think yeah. I missed that. Uh, I think I might have heard about it this year, but I missed it. I would definitely, if you have considered acting, and if you have these story ideas, and you're trying to write other things, and you don't really know what to do with them, I cannot recommend enough trying character stand up out. It is you get to create a tiny little narrative within five to six minutes, and <laughs> you test your own comedic abilities. And when you do character stand up, the rooms are way more forgiving oh yeah yeah they're okay ready to take it yeah <laughs> you should give it a shot man i could have worded that better <laughs> i saw the face you made <laughs> i was gonna let it slide okay i could have worded better <laughs> so we're we are running low on time so before i get into my next segment i want to ask do you have advice for people trying to do open mics like or do you have anything that you just always wish you could say yeah, what are you sick of at open mics now that you have the opportunity where no one will ever hear what you have to say <laughs> yeah. uh, no one but like maybe 15 subscribers <laughs> yeah. my advice to people who want to try stand up is to just try stand up yeah don't right. make a bunch of excuses don't like every now and then you'll get somebody who's watching an open mic and I'm like oh I really want to try this but you know, I I want to run my jokes by you know somebody or something like. Don't do that. Yeah, just get on that stage. Yeah, just go up, swim in it. Because, yeah, like there's so many reasons why you can run your jokes by after by somebody after you've been on stage. A because the first time you get on stage, there's so many other things to worry about: stage <laughs> presence, holding the mic getting through your set yeah, everything falls out of your head immediately <laughs> like yeah and also when you first start unless you're a comedic genius your jokes are crap <laughs> um and they might not even necessarily be crap but you have to learn where your punches are and stuff like that and how to say this and voice inflection and any advice you get is going to be any good advice you get is going to be too much for you to even <laughs> yeah. to even understand and why would somebody want to give that much advice when they don't even know if you <laughs> if you have talent or if you're going to get on stage like for like the second time like yeah, yeah it happens a lot and i was almost one of those comics who come out to the first time and then you know ask a bunch of questions like but i didn't really do that i came out and i saw and i maybe talked to a few comedians and then i just kept going up i was like i'm not going to ask questions because it was like quickly apparent that a bunch of new people come out all the time ask a bunch of questions and then never show up again so who wants to you know yeah you don't want to keep giving the same advice every week yeah somebody who's not even gonna listen so if anybody who wants to do stand-up 
just you you got to get out there and do it um your jokes aren't going to be perfect work on them until you're comfortable with them and then just just try it i think that's yeah really and, beautiful and keep thing. at it i yeah. think is the biggest thing like doing it consistently i, I don't i don't want to encourage crap like, well I don't, that's true yeah yeah no. <laughs> I, I, i'm only joking but yeah, what, I, what can, I say is do it five times and then you're still bad <laughs> oh you're you're still gonna be bad after five like i mean it's a feeling you know if you want to continue doing yeah. it or not and you know when you need to quit I find that to be an incredibly uh, touching and poignant piece of advice, which means that it's time for our last segment. And, Kenji, I'm guessing you've never listened to this show. I know. Smart move. (laughs) Well, I'm really sorry for what's about to happen. It's always embarrassing when i got to do this for new people. (laughs) You like Huey Lewis in the news? Great. (laughs) Here we go. I want a new plug. Tell me what's going on. Tell me all the stuff you're doing after I sing this song. All right, Kenji, um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? <laughs> wow, all right. Uh, <laughs> nope, I want to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from... Yeah, I got a few things to plug. Well, I had to sit through that. I might as well, uh, <laughs> might as well maximize it. It's a three-minute song. Have at it. <laughs> okay, well, so we've got Back of the Bus every Thursdays. It typically starts at 8, but while they're doing the competition at the Secret Group, we're going to be starting at 9.15. Okay. Um, at least this week, and maybe, you know, as long as the competition's going on. Next Friday? They should just call it at this point. <laughs> Well, now that I'm out, yeah, <laughs> mine as well. Uh, next Friday, I'm going to be co-hosting JK Fridays at the Rec Room with Janan. Awesome. I'll also nice. be doing a 15-minute feature set on that show. Uh, headliner is going to be Rich Williams. So that's going to hey, be all right. That'll be a good show. And then April 13th, I am doing. I'm taking part in the Comedy Central Roast Battle that's coming to Houston. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. Yeah. Oh man, I'm very excited for that show. Yeah, I need to write more. <laughs> well, I mean, based on how you've treated us on our show, I imagine you're really good at roasting people. Yeah, it sounds uh, like the coals are hot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I gotta get. Yeah, but I mean, it's Comedy Central. You Dude, gotta be mean. You gotta take yeah. the soul. Dude, also, I mean, these targets aren't gonna be as easy as us. Yeah. <laughs> Just reach out and be like, "Look, these guys really suck. I'd really appreciate being able to make fun of them on TV." <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that everything? What, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, yeah, how do we? Uh, my Facebook is Kenjamin Alonso. That's K-E-N-J-A-M-I-N, Alonso, A-L-O-N-Z-O. And my Instagram is TheKenjamin84. Sick. All right. Yeah. Uh, you can find me every Thursday uh, rooting back at the bus's time slot currently <laughs> uh, in the box doing Feudal Society Improv. It's just five bucks to get in. You can stick around and watch back at the bus afterwards. Uh, I really enjoy watching you start that open mic every time because <laughs> oh, okay. I get to watch you slowly rev into it, and it's always very enjoyable. I, I'm writing the the rage that I have. <laughs> um, it's like, how do I turn this into words? <laughs> Uh, and then Swimwear Department is playing a bunch of shows for Art Car Parade. I don't remember the dates or the locations, but hey, when Art Car comes around, find my band. <laughs> you have a show tomorrow night. Hmm? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My other band, Total Nightmare, will be playing with the most exciting band in the world, Daikaiju, uh, tomorrow night with Funeral Horse and Moths at Insomnia Gallery. Uh, if you've never seen Daikaiju, they're the scariest band to see live because they set everything on fire, and it's really, really cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, so come out to that. Five bucks. Uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram at CliftoCurrency, on Twitter at Connor Clifton. Uh, the only thing I really want to plug is this Friday at the Secret Group, 
I will be performing uh, for Let's Settle It, uh, the new comedy debate show that we mentioned earlier in the show. This is the second one. It's going to be a hoot and a half. It's got a killer lineup. We got Antoine Colbreth. We got Steve Cantwell. We got Joe Falladori. We got David Pfeiffer. We got Maria Elisa Head, Kelly Gino, Jack Killen, Victor Tran, Amanda Holstein. There's a lot of other people. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but please, please, please come on out. You can find tickets online or you can buy some at the door. And with that, the song is over and I have nothing else left to plug. Bye, everybody. Later.